Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Harmony. And we are Lymphatic Care. The Naked Truth. We are going to dive into the lymphatic system, discuss how the system has let clients down due to lack of resources, education and knowledge on the challenges that affect the lymphatic system. We are looking forward to sharing our stories and our experiences. Hi, Harms. Hi, Shell. It feels like forever that we've been talking. I know. It's been a while now. You know, we're up to like episode 20 something. That's awesome. Considering that when we started, we, you know, originally the original list had like five things on it and then we moved on to like a list of 40. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, um, we've covered a lot. And we've had some feedback from some clients that they would like us to talk about something else or go in a bit deeper about things. So I thought maybe we can talk a bit more about lymphedema. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the questions is how do we measure the fluid in the legs or in the arms? Like how do they know how much fluid they're actually holding? That's a really, really interesting question because you can't see the fluid. The only way you can actually literally see how much fluid is there is if you had a scan, so if you saw a specialist and they can do a scan yeah, yeah, and actually see the fluid. But technically we can't, we don't have x-ray vision to say how much fluid is in there, technically. No, that is true, but that is also why we do the measuring. Yes, yes, this that- is why we do measure. Yeah, because that is a really, really easy um, way to navigate the fluid levels. Yeah. So for me, I like to do the measuring A. It's a really great indication of how much they're actually losing, but also it's a good indication to know if they've got a blockage either behind the knee or in the groin Yeah. because the measurements will uh, increase instead of decrease. Yeah. Um, we use a measuring tape and obviously we take, oh, God, it's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, roughly nine measurements, give or yeah. take. Then we're able to see overall off the whole leg how much they're losing. And, I mean, some of our clients lose anywhere between four centimetres and 20 centimetres depending yeah, on. Yeah, even more. It depends yeah. on their flow. And if there is any, if we've opened all the nodes, we will get more out of the Yeah, absolutely. The I think the highest I've had is a client lose like 32 centimetres yeah. off the leg. Yeah. Which is pretty that crazy. Is huge. It's yeah. huge. But that happens, about, though. It yeah. makes you wonder how much fluid they're actually holding to well, lose that much. That's exactly right. I was about to say, I, like, that's what blew my mind. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, when I remember doing those measurements and I was like, I don't know how you've got so much fluid in your legs. It didn't look that bad. You know, like, uh, they didn't look as that they had that much edema, but obviously they do. If they're losing 20-something centimetres, obviously yeah. they're, they're holding a lot of fluid. But also we we know from weighing yourself if you're fluid overloaded, but it, being fluid overloaded doesn't mean you holding fluid in just one area. You're literally holding fluid all over your body. Yeah, absolutely. And weighing yourself, and especially you, you wouldn't recommend weighing yourself every day. I'm, I literally don't weigh myself every day, but it's if there is a medical reason like they're on a fluid restriction or there's a heart condition or something like that, you would understand why a specialist or doctors would want you to weigh yourself every day to see if there is an increase of weight, which doesn't necessarily mean weight as in fat weight. It is fluid weight. So we can see how much fluid you're withholding, you're holding, retaining is the better word. And that gives an idea how much is 
retained and then what we can do about it that way. Either that's when the doctors are really more involved, aren't they? Yeah. Like I think it's good to sit there and keep, you know, keep a daily way when you've got the restrictions in place or when you've got that heavy monitoring in place. Yeah, some of our clients in the past have have done regular weigh-ins and I think it just plays a bit of a mind game on them. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, the reality is you can hold up to five kilos of fecal matter at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that <laughs> is crazy. And then obviously if you're drinking a lot of fluid, then you're going to retain more fluid in most cases. Yeah, it all goes on um, like on where you're at. I remember we had a, um, a client who she was a younger client and she, her mom, um, when she'd get her cycle, her her weight would fluctuate massively and I was trying to explain to her mum that you know it's fluid as well it's not fat you don't put fat on in 24 hours yeah it's fluid so unless you're concerned about the fluid levels then you don't really need to be weighing her yeah yeah um it's it's definitely a good thing to keep you know for the clients that um do have a lot of fluid issues it's good for them so that they can see especially on like a humid day or on a day where they've done a lot of exercise the day before, they can see just how much fluid they are increasing on themselves. Yeah. But, but you know, we we know inflammation is part of lymphedema and lipedema. We know that is something that inflammation, meaning that's an increase of fluid. But this is, this is more or less asking them how they're asking us, how do we know there, how much fluid is in a limb, more or less, measuring is the only way we can do that yeah, unless we unless have, you've got the lymphoscanner. scanner yeah and we don't have that unfortunately we don't have that product no that's like a fifteen thousand dollars scanner yeah and we're certainly not going to carry that in a car no i would not. be too scared to use it <laughs> I, i'd be too scared to put it in a car that makes it very difficult to mm. use that but yeah um great question definitely something we have never been asked before about how do we know but referring back to our basics is measuring and weighing we've got a client that we actually weigh don't we not often yeah this is an idea of how much um she's losing as well and she currently uh one of our favorites has lost like 35 kilos of fluid from her stomach fluid yeah and i know you just don't realize how much fluid is actually held like 35 kilos is so much. I mean, it's the same as um, we had a gentleman last year or the year before. Yeah. And he lost a metre in circumference on his legs. Yeah. Like, and that's a metre. That's we had, crazy. We also had a lady up the coast that had um, a massive loss in her right leg. It was a metre circumference in that leg, in just one leg. I don't know if you met her. It took a long time to get that leg down, but she was also in an aged care facility, which didn't help. If you have a great support team around you, you'd be able to lose that fluid if they are helpful and able to do that bandaging for us. But unfortunately, that didn't. it took a long time for that fluid to get down to a normal, which was good to see. I think we've got some before and after photos of her circling in um, Facebook or even on our webpage. 
don't know about with Paige, but a check with yeah, that. Yeah, I never met I never met her, but I do remember you guys talking about um the like the amazing results that we got. You don't know how much you're actually holding. I mean, you can feel you can feel it if it doesn't feel it feels tight. And as you said yourself, when you were suffering with edema, you you can feel the difference when it's no fluid to fluid there. And you don't really know how much you're holding, but you just feel it that there is a massive difference, that it just doesn't feel right, like the stretchy of the skin and the heaviness. And then you've got your pitting. I mean, that's all indication of swelling there. But how much is in there is a good question. It's it's just our rule of thumb that we tend to measure. And weighing is another next protocol, but we don't even do that unless we're asked to, to monitor and that's if they've got a heart or kidney issue mainly. Or like this, like our lovely client that's lost 35 kilos, it was at her request that we weigh her to see how she's going. But that's the only way we can check for her is by weighing her. So, I mean, she's on a massive journey, God love her. She's one of our faves for sure. So our next question that has been asked is what precautions can be taken to minimise and protect that area? bloody good question bloody good question yeah so I suppose um first thing is really just ensuring like you're going back to basics so for me it would be trying to reduce as much fluid as possible which then like reverts back to are you doing the the things that we recommend which is a healthy diet so ensuring that you're not having uh you're not having foods that are causing inflammation yep. um, and sticking to like that anti-inflammatory diet or even keto um, and just ensuring that you're paying attention to the foods that you eat because just because one person can have um, a reaction or inflammation from one particular carb or, or um, starch yeah. doesn't mean that you will. Ooh. So that's one of the first things that I would be um, recommending and paying attention to. Um, another thing is obviously- Can I just stop there before we go in there and talk about diets a little bit more? As you know, and I've, we've been talking about for a while, that I have been dabbling a little bit of keto and uh, it's getting dirtier and dirtier, let me just say. It's not, I haven't been that clever and that good, but but you'd be happy to know I found a wine that's only one gram of carbs compared to 40. So I am in wine. It's this Moscato is really expensive when it comes to carbohydrates. Wow. It's so full of sugar. So for those people who love wine and that I'm on the fence. I I don't like to a wine that's too sweet. You were gonna Um, say I don't like wine. I was gonna say that's a lie. I like I love my wine. I actually got really sick last night because I had a Moscato, then I had a Riesling which is not as is a really a, a nice white, but it's not as sweet. It's just a really small amount of sugar in it. But I had both of them together and it's like mixing your drinks. You just can't mix your wine. I get so I was so sick because I mixed my drinks, which is really weird. And the pain was excruciating. So I don't know why, but yeah, I can't mix my drinks and can't mix my wine. So anyway, now it's not about me. And we all know how much I like my wine. We'll just go back to what else um, other precautions that we can do to look after the limb. Well, 
obviously looking after your skin integrity is a good thing. So when we say mm. skin integrity, it's, you know, we want to make sure that when there's a swollen arm or leg that we don't want them to break down and from any trauma and that could just lead to just so many other things, hay harms. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, like one of the biggest things that I try and educate our clients on is like their skin integrity is everything when it comes to lymphedema because if we can't keep your skin supple and soft, then what happens is everything becomes fibrous and then that leads to cellulitis and wounds. Um, we've got a couple of um, clients at the moment that have got wounds due to their uh, their fluid levels. Yeah. And if they were able to maintain decent skin integrity, then it would reduce the the capacity that they're, or sorry, it would increase the capacity of what their, their skin mm. can hold. Yeah. So just trying to, again, it's all going back to basics, like keeping, you know, staying away from, um, not staying away from the sun, but ensuring that you're uh, being sun safe with your uh, edemic body part. Just like daily moisturising. Uh, so many of our clients don't moisturise. Even I don't. I am terrible. Yeah, no, look, to be fair, the only reason that I moisturise every day is because Ella does and um, my 11-year-old has got the most beautiful skins and I'm always like, why is your skin so good? She's like, because I moisturise every day. Oh, so I make nice. sure that she, um, yeah, she reminds me. So I am really, um, what's the word, um, routine, routine on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ensuring that, like, our clients are looking after their skin seems so much harder than what it, you know, well, than you what know, you would think. As you get older, your care factor is not as there, not there anymore. It's like, yeah, it's all good. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. I am not going to shave my legs anymore. So oh, yeah, you, you, just, my legs. you just go through a stage that you just don't do it because, A, if you've got lymphedema shaving your legs, you can cut your legs, which is not good. I remember having a client, I don't know whether you were with us then, she shaved her legs and she had lymphedema and she cut all her legs because the razor wasn't razor wasn't that um, sharp and caused a lot of wounds going up and down the legs. So you, we've got to be really, really careful when it comes to shaving our legs as well. So razors can be really, really damaging to the skin integrity. And, I mean, um, when you've got lymphedema, it's not really nice and it's hard to heal, especially when you've got lymphedema and your legs are swollen and you've got that fluid. It's hard to heal little um, razor cuts, which can be quite painful. Yeah, and, I mean, they also, you know, once you've got a wound there, whether it be this, you know, two millimetre thick or uh, two centimetres, it's... When you've got a, a lymphedema, you're already at risk. Yeah. And so obviously any nicks, any cuts, um, it's the same as like protecting against insects. If you get um, an insect bite, how many of our clients have had a mosquito bite and it's turned into cellulitis? Yeah. yeah. The same thing because you've got a lack of circulation, you've got a lack of blood flow, and then you've got an increase of fluid. It just it turns bad so quickly. Yeah, it doesn't so take much. it's super important. No, exactly. So it's just it's super, super important just to pay attention, yeah. ensure that you, you're you keeping safe. If you can, keep your legs covered so that you're reducing, you know, even if you were to bang yourself up against something, if you've got lymphedema 
um, it won't necessarily cause a wound, but it can cause an ulcer under the skin. Yeah. And we've had quite a few clients that have had ulcers come up out of nowhere and it's not necessarily that it's come from nothing, but it's come from a wound that has been created underneath the surface. Yeah. And then that skin has to break down, break down, break down. So they think that they've just got a, a sore ankle and, in fact, they've actually got an ulcer that just hasn't broken through the skin yeah. yet. Yeah. Remember we had that chat. He was only in his 30s. And he was really, really, really sick. And he was borderline septic. And we're trying to work out why. And we found a massive big ulcer underneath his foot. Yeah. And we didn't even, it was just pure luck that we found it because it, we wouldn't even dealt. Like we deal with feet and legs and stuff, but this particular position of this ulcer, we, we would have skimmed past it quite easily and wouldn't have thought anything of it but yeah it was very lucky we found it and he was so sick that he was we wanted to take him to hospital because he was so sick but he just declined that offer it was a hard journey to get him back on his feet when he's got an, when you've got an ulcer and it breaks down it's just hard with lymphedema when you've got that fluid overload as well it's hard to get that back to a normal takes a while anyway you need to certainly have to look after your skin integrity plus try to remove that fluid at the same time which is two cases are a really hard call so another thing obviously is to ensure that you're protecting yourself when you're doing the housework and gardening which i mean sort of stems how I just said before, making sure that your like your legs are covered. If you've got lymphedema in your legs, obviously if you've got them, if you've got lymphedema in your arms, you want to ensure that you're wearing protective gloves. Um, same thing. You just don't want to get cellulitis. It's, once you've got it, it's so easy just to keep coming back. So many of our clients have reoccurring uh, cellulitis, and it's just it's a combination of fluid and small wounds. Yeah. Um, also ensuring that you're not doing any vigorous heavy lifting or um, like high impact exercise. That's something that I really stress about in the admission process for people is like you can do low intensity, but doing anything that is uh, creating repetitive movements or heavy weights, it just causes extreme stress and um, like sudden impact onto the muscle. And what that does is obviously when we have uh, trauma to the muscle, so when we're, you know, the muscle's, stretch and then they split and that's how we grow our muscles but if you if you're doing that what happens is we our body naturally sends fluid to the area and if you've already got lymphedema then your body is literally sending more fluid to a uh, to an increased or um, swollen area and then you can't get rid of that fluid mm. Yeah. So it's just it turns into a vicious cycle of you're you know you think you're doing the right thing because you're exercising but then you're actually causing more damage to your body and then you end up having more fluid and then it just the process just keeps happening. Yeah, it's not good when you got lymphedema, that's for sure, or lipedema, and you know inflammation. Yuck. Yeah, you need absolutely. It. So what else? What are the other precautions harms? Also, just you know, paying attention to the types of clothes that you're wearing and jewelry, so you don't want to be turning around and wearing anything that's too tight or restrictive. Um, again, it compromises your circulation and as well as sort of keeps fluid stuck. Yeah, so that's not something that you want. Uh, funnily enough, I actually saw my nan yesterday, and I um, was like, "Oh my god, your arms are so swollen!" And she's like, "Nope, it's just fat." And in my oh. head, I'm like, "No." That is fluid. I can see. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's. 
And, but yeah, so her, you know, her shirt was a bit too tight and her uh, watch was too tight. Yeah. And I said to her, like, you really need to um, loosen that off because your fingers are all swollen. And she's like, no, I just, it's on the last hole. And I'm like, well, is that progressive? Like, she's like, oh yes. You know, it's been growing. My wrists are growing. And I'm like, well, you need to get that looked into. Yeah. But also then, good hyg- hygiene as well. Yeah. Sorry, hygiene. I jumped in. No, um, absolutely. You know, you got to, once again, you got to look after your skin integrity. And, you know, you, you don't want any issues with your skin. So keeping it hygiened, clean, dry um, to stop any um, cracks or anything like that. So keep away from the razors as much as you can. Ladies, go hairy. Doesn't hurt. No one's going to know. <laughs> No one's gonna know at all, and and chaps too. If you just if you don't if you shave your legs, you know you don't have to. You know, especially got lymphedema, you probably find. Do you find as you get older, you probably don't know because you're young. As you get older, you don't have as much hair on your legs and on your body. As well, I actually don't shave. I haven't. I stopped shaving my legs like five years ago. Oh really? Yep. No one's noticed because my hairs are blonde, but yeah. I actually said to Chris not that long ago, um, I feel like now that I don't shave my legs, it's like the um, the clothes have obviously worn away the hair. Yeah. Kind of like sanded them off and now my leg hairs just don't really grow. I get like I've got patches where there's like little bits of hair but they're not even long. It's just. Yeah, yeah. I'm darker. So they, oh, but then I can see it. I mean, if no one's really going to look at your legs. I have this, I have this fear that you have, not a fear, I just, I am aware that when you have a client down on a bed looking on the floor and they see your legs, they're going to see a hairy leg. So I have to go, oh, got to shave these legs. Actually went out and bought an epiderm. No, what's the razor, but it pulls the hairs out. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. look this up now because it will annoy me. Yeah, I can't, I've got it. I can't remember. And I used to, used to have it when we were younger. And it hurt like hell because it literally pulls the hairs out of your out of your legs. Yeah, I've wanted to buy one a couple of times, and every time I do, my friends are like, "Don't do it! Don't you do it?" It, it's, I mean, it, it's good. I don't have to shave my legs as much, but uh, have you found it? Epi, yeah, epilate. Well, it's called an epilady. Yeah, epilady. Yeah, no, but that's and that's what it is though. It's the fact that as you get older, you lose a layer of skin. Yes, you do, and, and that so, layer is very um, fragile. It's not the right environment for leg hair, like for gro- for hair growth. Yeah, it's the same as like why men go bald when they get older, or and women, but why balding happens as you get older because you yeah. don't have those three perfect layers that promote a great environment for hair growth. Yeah, sounds like lipedema, doesn't it? And lipedema, mm. just there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else have we got? We've got also. You always talk to your your GP or your therapist if there's any conditions or any concerns with your journey with lymphedema and everyone is, you know, all your therapists or or your practitioners, they're they're your best people to talk to. Um, Some GPs are pretty good, as we said in the past. It it just depends on your GP if they're aware of what's out there and they can look past the Western medicine and go more natural therapies, they'll be able to find that manual drainage and and our services are a great service for lymphedema and lipedema. Yeah. So what are the um, contraindications? That's another question. What are the contraindications of lymphedema? 
Well, funny you ask because <laughs> I've got to look it up. Uh, well, you know, obviously with lymphedema, there's a reason why you have lymphedema, whether because it's family history or you've got a heart condition or you've got a kidney issues and then you've got issues like we talked about cellulitis is another contradiction of mm. lymphedema. And then as we talked about also your fibrous, your, your fluid going fibrous and your skin, I mean, all these things are a concern when you've got lymphedema and things that you've got to be mindful of. Just do your research, ask the questions at the end of the day. And, I mean, there's always going to be Dr. Google is good for some things, but it may give you a lot of information and some of it is not as helpful. So you're probably best to ask a practitioner or your GP and find out what your contradictions are. There's another question we have. What is the difference between non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and Hodgkin's lymphoma? That's, that is huge. That is a huge thing. Wow. Yeah. This has always confused me. Okay. Let's leave that for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because it's a deep one, isn't it? This is a deep one. So let's sign off here. Thank everyone for listening. And we will dive into this one, our next episode, because it's quite a big topic and something we can certainly learn from. So um, we'll sign off here for today. Thank you for joining us and Harmony, we'll see you next episode. Sure. Bye. Okay. Bye. Got to go. Hey, we have a website, info.lymphaticare.org, if you want to go and check us out. We also have Facebook and Instagram. There's lots to learn there. If you want to reach out via email, info.lymphaticare at gmail.com. All those who live in the Brisbane area, give us a call, 0410 032 335. Gotta go.